2: Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Creators Outlet. Please subscribe, comment, and share, and follow us through Linktree right up the corner. And welcome our special guest tonight, Rob Maltari and Mark Park. Hello. 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 How's everything going? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I saw the numbers. I go, eh, not too shabby. <laughs> it's, doing, it's doing all right, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... uh how about we get a we get a little origin story uh, from on each of you into the uh, realm of comics and how you got here?
1: Okay. Mog, do you want to go first? Or you want
0: me to go first? I'll just go first. Mine's pretty brief. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I, I'm already a freelance illustrator. Hi, my name is Mog, and I'm a freelance illustrator. Mm-hmm. I I work in pretty much everything, and I just came up doing um, commercial works and game designs. And then my husband is a huge comic, comic book uh, fan. And he kept on introducing me to comic art. And that's how I got into it. And then soon after I got off the those um, commercial gigs, I started uh, like a portfolio to do comic book art. And within, I would say, a couple months later, um, I started getting work from lots of uh different creators indie indie creators and they offer. they were kind and gracious enough to offer me work and that's how i got into comics and then soon cover art after doing that for a while about a year or so i say um uh this i'm i met rob and i'm doing interior art as well now very good
2: so uh translation uh i married a comic nerd and here i am
0: He even owned a comic book store, so. Oh,
2: I didn't know that.
0: He was that a diehard. I, think.
2: I worked. I worked in one for. Oh. For since the since the age of fifteen up oh, until yeah. twenty sixteen, so.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, I worked at one under uh, when I was younger before I turned sixteen for a couple years under the table just because you know I like you know, I went to the shop all the time and I needed money for more comics right so I figured if I did work I'd get more comics. <laughs> that's smart (laughs) well you know um but yeah so like my uh, origin story with comics is um so i'm uh, dyslexic and adhd and when i was in elementary school i struggled with learning to read Mm -hmm. and um so my mom kind of came up with the idea with giving me comic books to kind of help um, to one incentivize me to try harder in school and to, to read. And my first set was a Batman untold legends or something along those lines. It was a three part series that came together with cassette tapes. And so I know I, it well, so I got I listened to the cassette tapes that had the actors talking out the word bubbles and the, in the narration and I then was, you know, was able to kind of put two and two and what the words were and kind of fall along that way with, along with the context of everything. So that's kind of like what got me started. Um, but then what continued on was as, as if my grades improved and I behaved and um, I was doing better with my reading, I would get three comic books a week, my choice from the newsstand or the local comic shop or wherever I was, if I saw a comic you know, I get I got three a week. And back then, I think they were like between a dollar, like a dollar fifty, um, you know, in the early 90s, <laughs> late 80s. And um, so that's kind of like where my love of comics started. And, you know, fast forward to like junior high, I wanted to start doing fan fiction for X-Men and Wolverine because that was my favorite um, at the time. Um, and from there, I sent fan fiction into Marvel I got a very kind rejection letter saying, keep up the good work. They can't use my stories because their storylines are already so far in advance that it doesn't fit with their plans, but they did encourage me to keep up my work and writing and and developing characters and stuff. So, you know, for a 13 year old, that just, (laughs) you know.
2: Well, Todd McFarlane got a letter similar to that. So, you know, (laughs) Uh, my origin story into comics was, and I, cause I am, uh, much older than you. I was in high school when you first started getting your comics. Uh, by the way, the cassette version of that three-issue uh, limited series, hmm. Batman Untold Tales, hmm. uh, the cassette version of that is worth a lot of money. Oh, and I still have them. <laughs> so uh, probably they, not as mint as they could have been, though. Yeah, and, and they were still sealed. They're they're, they're uh, they are a very hard to find item. Oh wow! They they were uh they were uh one hundred percent specialty item, and they released the book separate from that. I get the book separate from that. They also released it in uh, in a in the DC digest format too. Huh. So you could get a DC one of the digests with like all three stories in like one book. Okay. Uh, I used to like those when I was a kid because you can put them in. They'd fit in your back pocket, and you can go riding your bike right. around. And when your friends left you for their cooler friends, uh, you could sit on the hillside and read a comic. Right. So uh, I grew up in the 70s. Uh, there were no such thing as comic book stores anywhere you know, near where I grew up. Uh, I didn't find my first one until I was 15 that I ended up starting to work at. And then the owner realized that I was bunking school to go work at the shop to make more money for comics. He goes, you can't be here till after three. Okay. It didn't stop me from bunking school, but uh, when I was <laughs> when I was little, comics were uh, were around the twenty five cent mark when I first started getting them, and they went to thirty five cents, which I thought was outrageous. And look where we are today,
1: yeah, right?
2: Uh, but every Sunday, my mother would walk up to the uh, the family owned pharmacy up the top of the street. You know, before CVS and Walgreens bought everybody out. Uh, and they had a spinner rack in the middle of the store. My mother would give me change from when she would buy her prescriptions and any other odds and ends that she needed there, because it was kind of like a uh, Mm five-and-dime pharmacy, Uh, and she would buy the newspaper so she could get the coupons, and I would get to read Spider-Man in color, and whatever change she had left uh, within reason, she would give to me. Uh, and I could buy one, maybe two comics a week uh, if I behaved. If not, there was a big wooden spoon used to come off the wall. And I still think I might have a tattoo on me. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've been I've been collecting ever since. Oh, Trish, Trish, how are you? Good to see you. What's up, Trish? Fun
1: little story about Trish. Um, hey. Trish has been very, very good to me, and so has Mike, um, her husband. And um, Trish and Mike put together these nice little buttons for me. Um, it's a spec leader. On it. Oh, nice!
0: <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, um... she actually,
2: she actually made a uh, a logo of uh, a button of my logo, and she like sent me a DM, and she had done like a bunch of logos. Uh, you know, a couple for uh Pops fans and and uh one for Mark V who does the the Sin Killer mm-hmm. and and a couple of other people and I would just you know I would just kinda like honored that you know she made a a, a button of uh you know my lo- my logo that my f- my friend Andrew did for me that is another comic creator because you know go figure <laughs> and uh it was just, uh, you know, very cool. <laughs> Trish, it's good to see you again. I actually uh, had uh, colorist Phil Leon on the other day, and he was showing off some uh, some pieces he did for, uh, for Trish and Mike's book. So it was pretty oh,
1: nice. No, cool. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for when they get that out. I, You know, we'll, a lot of us will be there to back it and, and- – you know, help them along because they—they've been doing that for us, you know, for
2: a long time now, and, and we oh
1: yeah.
2: So, tell me where the idea came for uh, Snowpaw. So Snowpaw
1: actually—it's um, it, a standalone series, but it also is a prequel, if you will, to my Nightwolf series, my first series that I, I published, um, and she is the mentor of my character, Nightwolf, uh, in the series, which is takes place in modern times. Um, you know, the present, if you will. And, um,
2: (laughs) nice. Okay. Well,
1: (laughs) so, um, but yeah, so with night, um, and Nightwolf, like I said, she's the mentor. Um, and then we kind of like get to kind of go back in time with her series, her origin story, and which gives us a 200 year gap between the events of Nightwolf and her uh, beginnings. Um, so we get to see, like, from you know, how she turns in, you know, how she goes from this young girl to, you know, this 200 year old werewolf, um, all the, you know, trials and tribulations, heartache, you know, uh, everything, you know, love, love, all that fun stuff. Uh, go through as well as action, fighting, um, you know, battling. And we'll also get to see more fantasy creatures back in this 19th century. um, You know, whereas like in the modern present, there's not as many prevalent. um, And there's a reason for that. Uh, But the character of Snowpaw kind of came out of a love for um, uh, the X-Men slash New Mutants character, um, uh, Wolfsbane so i am the big chris claremont fan um i love his writing i've you know followed him for a very long time and i love his um his when he writes his irish and his scottish characters with the brogue uh in into mm-hmm. the, so like whenever i'm watching you know reading um banshee talk to more or um you know wolf spain talking is it, that's kind of like how, what influenced my writing for her um and wolf spain i always thought could have been used much better Um, She she was very meek and mild or like very on the other extreme when she was tortured after the Genosha um, extinction agenda. Um, So they never kind of, I felt, got her right. Um, She could have been a better leading character, um, but they kind of like put her in different scenarios that just still made her the victim all the way through until even present day. Yeah. Uh, So... I always kind of wanted her to be that more like stand-up um you know heroine-esque you know strong lead that she could have been um but she never was and so kind of like for going back to my x-men fan fiction days i wrote like a kind of a plot line um where uh you know it it was around the time between when wolverine lost his adamantium and got his adamantium back so i wrote a storyline involving new characters that, that i created into a new team because I got, you know, whenever I read those, you know, the teams getting together kind of thing, it gave me that, oh, I got, you know, that's so awesome. Um, So I kind of wanted to try and recreate that as well as get his adamantium back. Um, But one of the characters who ended up evolving into uh, Nightwolf um, was, uh, had a bit of involvement with Wolfsbane and kind of, I put her a little bit more on that pedestal where I wanted her to be, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that whenever I got that kind rejection letter from Marvel, I decided, okay, well now I'm gonna rehash the, all these characters in my stories and everything, and make I'm gonna just totally take the ideas, scrap what obviously is you know common and and Marvel, and make you know my own version of my own story and kind of go from there. And she, uh, so I kind of well, I, I still wanted to have that strong female werewolf as like a mentor. As you know, um, and I still had I had to have that Scottish character in there, you know what I mean? Like I wanted to write that. So that's kind of how, you know, she became Nightwolf's mentor and still had and she had that Scottish um, accent to it. And then I kind of put a little backstory to her in the story. And from that backstory that like com- that's it's simple conversation has turned into this and became a lot longer of a you know a tale. <laughs> Hey, I'm Obiggs. So, yeah, that's... So, it's kind of like, you know, like, Rogue One was a conversation in Star Wars New
2: Hope. Mm-hmm.
1: and it became its own thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, was pretty much the best thing that they've done since the original three.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I loved the uh, the guy that re-edited the very end of Rogue One flawlessly into the intro of new yeah. hope i'm like yeah. i go this, so this
0: cool. is yeah.
2: this is amazing it gave me chills <laughs> this, this, is, this is this is so good you know uh going good uh we're talking with uh with rob and mog about uh snow pour number 1 uh there is how many hours left oh it's right there 50, 50
1: hours yep yeah almost uh, so yeah, two
2: two days almost on the dot. <laughs> yeah. It's uh getting getting down to the wire and uh, sitting at uh 19,802 out of a $10,000 goal uh, which we think in the last 24 hours 24 to 48 hours uh, will easily hit that 20k.
1: Yep. There'll be uh, there's plenty of stretch goals left to go. Um, you know, I, you know, once, uh, you know, that 48 hour mark hits, you know, Kickstarter likes to send out those follower notifications. Oh yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, uh, so tell me about the trailer
1: so um yeah so the trailer so have you watched the trailer yet
2: (laughs) i have i have not watched it i I waited for everything for here so i could be surprised hopefully
1: gotcha well there's a there's a nice surprise ending that's uh, a good laugh at my expense
2: (laughs) oh good well in in that case uh let's be on with it all right
3: In 19th century Scotland, a fierce heroine with an adventurous spirit nearly gives in to the social expectations of her time. But a trite fairy tale ending is not meant to be as Cyrilla McKinley discovers her werewolf lineage. Her eyes are open for the first time to the existence of supernatural beings and creatures of fantasy. Hi, I'm Robert A. Malteri, the creator and writer of Snowpaw, and the hit series Nightwolf, as well as the founder of Lone Wolf Comics. Writing my new series, Snowpaw, I wanted to tell a story about a strong female character who my daughter and other girls reading comic books can look up to as a great role model. In April of 2016, I launched a failed Kickstarter campaign for my first series, Nightwolf. I didn't let that launch stop me, so I decided to raise the rest of the money on my own to win freelance web design jobs to pay the artists. After self-publishing the first few issues of Nightwolf, I came back to Kickstarter in October 2019. Since then, I've ran four successfully overfunded campaigns for Nightwolf issues 3, 4, 5, and the Volume 1 trade paperback that collects the first four issues. And that's all thanks to my amazing backers that I refer to as My Wolf Pack. Now, I stand ready to publish Snowpaw Issue 1, which is 100% complete and ready to send off to the printers. That's why I've come back to pay for the printing and the rewards that you'll receive for backing this project. I'd like to personally thank you in advance for backing this project and joining the Wolfpack. I'm extremely grateful for where I am now as a self-publisher and continuing to serialize new comic books for you to enjoy. There's no risk in backing this project since Snowpaw number one is 100% print ready. And again, thank you for taking this creative journey with me. I appreciate it so much. Aye, so what are you waiting for? Take this journey with me back to 19th century Scotland and join the Wolf Pack today.
2: It was going so well. <laughs> I told you. That's good, though. That's really good. <laughs> You were just dying to put on the kilt, I know.
1: Oh, uh, uh, you know, I do wear to uh, medieval fairs and stuff. So I, I, you know, I have it. I might as well put it to use, especially when we got the Scottish, uh, you know, theme going on, right?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm sure this would be a hit with uh, that that Showtime series too. Oh yeah,
1: I'm sure. Yeah, that. Um, so are you mean you referring to um, uh, Outlander? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think, uh, so that's, I think, um, when I was writing like a lot of the Scottish brogue in this, I wanted to make sure that it was fairly authentic. Um, so I, I my wife and I were watching, um, Outlander just so I could kind of hear like them talking and make sure that like I, uh, there was, um, some authenticity to it and that I wasn't just doing uh, things that I, you know, picked up here and there. I wanted to actually have a good sounding, you know, uh, Scottish brogue to it. So there was a lot of um you know influence. There's some words that I learned <laughs> that I put in there um as well. So yeah, there there will be uh, some you know a lot of the people who uh, are entertained by that will definitely enjoy this. Um I kind of say that it's like Disney's Brave meets, uh, meets Outlander meets um Penny Dreadful and um I, uh, what, I don't know. and uh, other supernatural shows like that. Um you put them in a the blender and there you go. <laughs>
2: And, uh, you know, and some people, I, I've interviewed uh, a couple of uh, sh- Scottish creators in the past. I'm like, can you understand me? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: we watch enough uh, shows that have uh, those. The yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've uh, gotten to talk to uh, John Lees oh, yeah. and uh, uh, Wooly from Terrier Comics. Who's, nice. who's got a very strong brogue, mm. uh, and and an even better even better books. So it's oh, yeah. it's it's always when he goes, he goes, I go look if I can if I cannot understand you, I'll, I'll just get some <laughs> I'll get some more scotch and we'll be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of John Lee's and uh, his work with uh, Comics Tribe. Yeah, he
2: he was he was he was dressed as. Uh, he was dressed in horror costumes for like the last couple of days. Oh, I'm it, sure. But oh, they, they weren't really horror costumes. costumes. He was he was wearing like, you know, his high school gym shorts and like a yellow t-shirt <laughs> with a Freddy mask and a machete. I'm like, I, I think I was more scared of the gym outfit than I was the uh the machete. So, <laughs> nice. so you uh you obviously designed the uh the entire page here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
1: I'm a graphic and web designer um but for a full-time job. So uh that putting the graphics and stuff uh, for me uh, is is second nature, you know, doing it and uh but I couldn't do it without the amazing art by Mog and the rest of the team.
2: Oh yeah. And you got <laughs> you got Project Reload from Kickstarter, so that that had to help uh
1: Oh yeah, that was that was that's always nice to see whenever you get that email. <laughs>
2: The McKinley Farm in the Scottish Highlands, nineteenth century. <laughs> See, now you're gonna have me doing that. I know, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard not to. Like, when, yeah. you're, when you're reading it, you want to you want to say it too. Yeah, <laughs> like you should. Like when I was writing it, I was talking to myself a lot. I'm sure my <laughs> wife was like, "What is going on in there?"
2: <laughs> my daughter will be hating me because. All Day tomorrow, I'll be talking. I'll be talking with a bro. <laughs> Would you shut up and talk normal? I go, Oh, you mean the Boston accent? <laughs> she'll just shake her head and walk away. <laughs> I mean, these interiors look amazing, too.
1: Oh, yeah, Mog and uh, Bruna are Bruna Costa, are our colors. They they made an amazing team together like the the line art in itself is gorgeous and then when you add bruna's colors it just like combined it 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 turned out so much better than than what i could could ever have imagined it to be as mug sits there in quiet
2: (laughs) just sitting there quietly
0: i just want to say thank you (laughs) thank you so much for thinking that yes
2: just sitting there quietly drawing away (laughs) Oh man, this is just amazing! It's funny every every time I see anything with werewolves, I kind of giggle a little bit inside because Varian uh, Grant over at Indevil is terrified of werewolves. Oh, yeah.
1: He and I have had this conversation several times, and he actually he backed my uh, my last Kickstarter for Nightwolf one through five, and um, he picked up all five issues uh, as a catch up tier.
2: And um, I told him it was his immersion therapy. <laughs> I know I, I saw him open it up. He goes, before anybody says anything, stop. I had to buy this just for the box. <laughs> so you have a hidden creature index. Uh, yeah, so,
1: yeah, so we um, have these hidden creatures throughout the story. Um, there's going to be different creatures throughout the, uh, each issue. Um, and as they travel around, they're going to go, it's going to be like the local creatures, um, if you will, from the, their local lores. And um, for me, it was fun to kind of fig- to find out what creatures were in like Scotland. And as they travel around all the different places and, you know, to, to put them into the pages where, you know, people could find them. Sometimes they're more obvious than others. Um, it, it, to me, I thought it was a fun interactive piece for the reader um, cause then they can go back and look again if they miss something. And, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it was always fun, you know, when I was a kid, you know, growing up and then you have like, you know, where's Waldo books or, you, or like for she when I was a kid in the eighties, um, you know, they had that looky character that would hide in the scene.
2: And then oh, yeah.
1: like, it would come out and be like, did you see me? <laughs> so I always kind of, I, I love the idea of playing with something like that. Giving a little Easter egg, if you will. So
2: yeah. Fairies, brownies. They're kind of like the Littles cartoon, without the the tails.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Kind
2: of like, if you remember Willow, the movie Willow,
1: yeah, that's, uh, I think, where I remember them most from.
2: Supernatural Cat, Catsy. Cusif. Boobry. Beasts. And you can join the wolf pack. Here we go. Milestone rewards.
1: Oh yeah, so we have ten unlocked milestone rewards. Um, we're, mo- we're working towards the eleventh. <laughs> um, so you can uh, for the the first four are basically um, friends of mine um, who you know allowed me to use their books as a uh, freebie uh, to give to all di- all backers, digital and physical. Um, they'll get a copy of the Boston Physical Metaphysical Society uh, Ghost Goth Girl Number One. Uh, the Secret of Willow Mist and Robin issue number one. They all kind of have a strong female lead theme going.
2: <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot from other creators uh talking about how much they love uh, the Boston Metaphysical Society. Oh yeah,
1: Madeline Madeline's a great writer, and um, actually, her and I. Of work together, um, she did a four-page mini story in my uh, trade paperback for Nightwolf uh, issue volume one, which collects the first four issues. But I had extra content um, by inviting four uh, other creators to write these stor- stories to kind of enhance the, like it was a, like a director's cut stuff that I didn't finish or put into the book. Um, that I kind of was like, hey, this is the idea, take it and run. So, and she was one of those guest writers, and you know, she's a very wonderful person and great writer.
2: Yeah, uh, I've actually been wanting to get my hands on a copy of uh, that book because I mean, I'm 20 minutes from Boston. So,
1: oh, there you go. You know, well, then you might see me next summer at the Fan Expo.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Fan Expo.
1: That's what I kind of heard, uh, you know, from people who would go on to the original Boston Comic Con before they, yeah um but you know that's the only way that i've been able to get in there anyway
2: (laughs) yeah the the whole uh it's has nothing to do with comic books it's it's all about how many celebrities Mm -hmm. they can get it's like you know if i want to give my money to anybody it's going to be the people that created these things not the people that get paid millions of dollars to act in them
1: yeah and that's and, you know that's there's nice because we still have there's a lot of artists who still go a lot of creators who still go to these, mm-hmm. um, you know and it, matter of fact at the uh, Wizard World uh, Cleveland I was right by the um, the photo booth for the celebrities so they would have to walk by my table all the time and I had a great
2: show. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think the only people I ha- I've I've met like a few people. And some of the people, I didn't even like stand in line. Like I would just walk by and uh, happen to catch You him. know, happen to you know, happen to catch him. And uh, it's uh, like I talked to uh, I talked to and shook his hand. And then he then he said, "Don't you let me catch you taking a picture of me with your cell phone." <laughs> I get paid for this. And as soon as he turned, I took a picture of my, my cell phone. Nice. But it was well, I, it, it was used in an article I was writing yeah. for uh, for for a site. so yeah, it, it's like, kind of well. sad too like
1: some some of them are very sticklers about it, and their handlers are really sticklers about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Is> that Tom? <laughs> yeah it's hey, Tom. yeah, um but yeah, I, I mean, it is true. like you know crowdfunding does has I think helped us a lot more than um, you know in the same sense, I do love going to cons. And, you know, and they have been very helpful spreading the reach and pulling, you know, showing that, you know, the audience, and, uh, you know, for these crowdfunds help a lot. Um, you know, I, I my wife and I went and uh, we met Henry Winkler uh, a couple years ago at a local con and his handler had been freaking out because he's like, oh, yeah, let's take pictures. Like, he took all kinds of pictures for free with us. And signed, like, more than, like, we paid for one signature, and he signed, like, we had these these um, Happy Days glasses uh, that we took for him to sign, and he signed the box, he signed both glasses, and was very, and his handler was, like, sweating bullets.
2: <laughs>
1: so, yeah, oh, again, yeah. stories like that, are, I think, are worth, you know, especially, you know, he's such a nice, nice guy, and, you know, I was very happy to meet the Fonz. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I found uh, that um, Lou Ferrigno was a lot nicer before he got called up to do all the, like, walk-on roles in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And then he got, you know, all, Because <laughs> uh, prior to that, uh, you could bring anything to him. And, you know, he'd be glad to sign it and take pictures with you. Right. And, and now, you know, he wants $100 per picture. Um, He'll sign anything for, like, uh, he'll sign anything that you buy off his table for, like, $35 because all the prints are, like, the same. Uh, But if you bring something in, it's an automatic $80 upcharge just to sign that, like, one thing. Oh, wow. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good without your signature. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I go I've got a, a friend of mine uh met him at a at a show uh years and years ago and uh you know knew. you know we all grew up watching the Hulk TV show mm-hmm. so he actually uh instead of getting me a Hulk picture he he got me a uh a signed picture uh from Lou uh of him playing Hercules uh-huh. but of course I had it in the window so it all sun faded
1: uh
2: yeah but yeah. the uh the leather version of the kilt that he wore uh got got sun bleached and turned kind of like a pink (laughs) and now it just seems appropriate (laughs) sorry boo don't kill me uh (laughs) next time he sees you at a (laughs) con yeah I'm. you know at his age i'm pretty sure my my motorized wheelchair can outrun him uh So we also have the uh, the Snowpaw two by six bookmark. So we have bookmark stickers, die cut uh, stickers, print. Yep. Uh Grimfang.
1: Yeah, uh, so he's the antagonist of the book. Yeah, so that's another sticker. Uh, those are all, uh, there's three that have been unlocked right now. Um, so there's uh, Snowpaw, there's uh, Grimfang, and then there's the Were Lion Aki Leo. Oh, there we are. Yeah, he just got unlocked to today.
2: Oh, very cool. I, I I take it they don't look all this cute in the book. These are just kind of like yeah, those up, are, just, yeah, those are stickers. Versions. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's another one to be unlocked at 700 and another one after that at 800. Mm-hmm. Hey, two more days. You never know.
1: I mean, hey, that's why they're there, right? Hey. Right. <laughs> So then we're already in stretch goal territory as well. Um, so we have the first stretch goal that got unlocked is a um, it's, it's a collection of metal uh, covers for the kickstart. So it's a new thing that I guess that um, others have been trying to uh, play around with uh fairy metal photography. They, what they do is they print out the cover on like a metal sheet and then they uh, adhere it to the book and uh, it's CGC gradable and it's, you know, it comes out nice reflectant. Um, so there's 25 each for each cover. Um, and you can get, you, and there's uh, higher pledge tiers that you can get, that you can get both the regular print version and the metal version of a cover. Okay. And then, um, so the second one is, The um, digital sketchbook of Mog Park for issue one. So you'll get all of her gorgeous sketches, and and there's also so she did nineteen thumbnails for the cover that she did, and uh, so that'll all be in there as well. And uh, you know a lot of great, amazing art that um, you know that she that Mel told her not to throw away. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we also have um, so nice. We just unlocked that one uh yesterday which is this um, little minifig right here
2: toys wonderful toys
1: <laughs> so you have so that's uh been unlocked so now that now we have uh four uh Lego figures total that you can uh, pick up for uh, during this campaign. So you have the the two humans and their werewolf versions. Oh, uh, so, cool. so that's uh that's snowpaw human snowpaw werewolf uh, this is Nightwolf as a human and Nightwolf as the wolf.
2: Oh, cool! Okay, so that's that's awesome right there. Uh, <laughs> we have we have comics, we have shiny comics, we have digital comics, we have stickers, uh, we have Lego figures, and there's still more unlocks to come. I like how you put everything in like the shape of the sword. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I try to keep it very branded, um, you know, with everything.
2: I had I had to look twice because I'm like, is there a sword? Oh, no, that's just to show. The- yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: these
2: are all write-ups that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are. So linking these are, uh, in and out from various sources yeah so
1: um you have um anywhere from um uh, other creators to um to retailers and reviewers um who uh, have gotten advanced copies of the book to read very cool so this is my uh wall of my wolf pack so these are these are current Wolfpack members who have um, gotten uh, Nightwolf through either Comic-Con or through a Kickstarter or ordered through my website and um, who've uh, taken pictures or taking pictures with me or, uh, you know, uh, for, you know, the books to kind of show, Hey, you know, they support they their, their Wolfpack and they're, they're strong, you know? Um, and I had so many that I, I couldn't just, you know, I didn't want to have just a giant wall, like, you know, long, so I made this uh, animated GIF like filtering through, you know, three different squares full of
2: uh, Wolfpack members because you've got it like that. <laughs> I, I love I love the girl trying to read the the trade in the dark. <laughs> oh, I see a Chuck Pinot hiding in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that Chuck.
2: <laughs> Very cool. That's gonna that's gonna be something fun, you know, just for them to go to the next Kickstarter and be like, "Oh, I'm right there."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, and I'm sure, like, you know, they're like, "Hey, I'm gonna take my picture just so I can be there."
2: <laughs> you know, and I mean, I got excited because I had I did an unboxing uh, for somebody's campaign, and uh, they were they just launched about two weeks ago, and prior uh, he. He emailed me and asked, he goes, hey, is it OK if I uh, if I steal your unboxing of my last campaign to put on the continuation of that book? on oh, um, nice. the thing I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well,
1: that's,
2: that, that's, that's that, for you, too, right? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, that way, you know, when I have him on, I can accidentally click that link. Oh, <laughs> look, it's me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, I know that guy. And uh, five digital edition, 15 print editions, the Mogpock cover. Free shipping in the U.S., that is a huge, huge, huge thing.
1: Yeah, especially since uh, shipping just continually goes up these days.
2: <laughs> oh, and you don't, you don't get anything for it. I mean, they're still taking, you know, like, you know, third century battle axes and and hitting your packages to your porch and stuff. Right.
1: Yeah. Even if you put it in a Gemini Mailer, sometimes it still ends up shredded.
2: (laughs) Which I hope it doesn't happen. Look, I got a couple of Gemini Mailers in that look like they got beat up in a back alley. And I opened them up and everything everything in them was still perfect. Oh,
1: like that's those things. Those things are definitely durable. That's for sure. I think they yeah. like, legit have to like forcefully do something to like totally wreck them. Uh, you know, because like I've had a couple of that like happen. I'm like, did you purposely like take a knife to this thing? Like, what's going?
2: <laughs> yeah, you have to put it in into an industrial shredder to, to to do something bad. It has to get caught like in the conveyor belt, mm-hmm. and you know,
1: yeah, something
2: to to do something. And if it does that. I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm claiming the insurance on that, and then, <laughs> I'm, then when you give me the money, I'm going to send it back to the creator and be like, "Can you? If you have any more anything, just here's the money. Just send it to me." Right. Because they killed it. Yeah. Uh, can't can't do that. <laughs> Twenty print edition Catherine Lobo covers. Very nice. Full Snowpaw digital experience.
1: Yeah, so with this one, you get, the, you know, obviously all of, you get with Volume 1, Issue 5, and the um, Snowpaw Issue 1. So you can get the entire experience of Snowpaw where she is now in the present and the starting in the, her
2: own story. Oh, cool. Uh, 25 mm-hmm. Kylie Roberts covers. That's also
1: colored by our um, interior colorist, Bruno Costa.
2: Oh, cool! Yeah, Varian would love that cover. <laughs> I was like, we should all get a bunch of people together, dressed up as werewolves, and just go visit him for his birthday.
1: <laughs> He's not that far from me. Uh, Michigan's not too too far from me. I probably two hours I could be there. <laughs> uh,
2: the Carlos Arena cover.
1: Yeah, so Carlos is the uh, he is the Nightwolf artist. And um, oh, cool. he's also um the, he did all the character designs for Nightwolf as well as um did the character designs for Snowpaw. And then we handed it off to Mog uh, to take and make it her own. And she did an amazing job, I might add, as she's not paying attention. <laughs> I
0: am. <Thank> you. <laughs> oh, you're, still, you're still there. <laughs> I'm still listening, to everything, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't, talk, don't don't talk about it. <laughs> She's
2: sharing out <up> the link
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what you guys do yesterday for Halloween anyway?
1: So, yesterday for Halloween um, We had my daughter's uh, birthday party
0: oh. And we had
1: Halloween the day before Which doesn't make sense
2: <laughs> I got out of the hospital
1: Oh, Sorry to hear that I'm mean, glad you got out of the hospital But sorry that you were there
2: I miss the pretty nurses
1: <laughs> oh that's the real reason you went in. They, they,
2: they knew no, no i i had a, I had a bad uh cellulitis infection oh so i was on uh antibiotic uh iv and wow. uh they they knew it was time to send me home when every time my nurse would come in can i get you anything and my response would be your number uh <laughs> like doc He's going to go.
1: No Florence Nightingale syndrome?
2: (laughs) No. I was hoping. Uh, One of them said, I can come back and visit anytime. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'll take you up on that. (laughs) I I think the exact phrase is, I can come back and visit anytime as long as I bring tacos. (laughs) I'm like, okay, but I can't guarantee any of them will make it there. (laughs) Snowpaw figure looks awesome is white wolf chris says you also always have amazing swag thank you and what's your next convention rob
1: uh, you know he has that winky face because he knows exactly what my next one is so uh so tom and i are doing a con together this coming weekend in akron uh, ohio and he and i are doing a panel together
2: oh what's the panel on <laughs>
1: I'm, well, you know, what's funny is that he got the email, but I didn't. And then he told me, and I'm assuming it has something to do with indie comics, <laughs> but it's my first panel. And I'm very happy that it's with him because, you know, for me, that's being my first panel and doing it with an industry vet is, is an honor.
2: Uh, you never know. It, it might just be, uh, why do you write all of your lines in accent. <laughs> yeah, basically creating indie comics. Oh, that's what, that's what I thought. <laughs> it makes sense, but you never know. <laughs> Some, sometimes they go, "Well, you know, we're going to change that to this." And you're like, uh, but I don't know anything about that." Make something <laughs> up. Okay. <laughs> Thirty-five printed editions of the Chris Williams cover. Forty print editions of okay, this this is this is I got I got the Ludwig Sally?
1: Ludwig Sally. He's a French artist who um, have you ever heard of the comic series uh, Tart? Tarte? By Kevin mm-hmm. Joseph. No. Uh, it's published by Scout, um, but uh, Ludovic is um, his co-creator slash artist on uh, Tart. And if you haven't checked it out yet, I highly suggest this is um, one of my favorite indie comics out there. Uh, Tart is amazing. It's up to like, I think, 13 issues now. And it's just it, the art and it is amazing. So it's about a time traveling um, you know, demon hunter. And each time that the demon hunter goes into has a different art style that matches the time period. Oh, cool. Ludo does amazing job. And I, you know, after, especially after issue 13, I was like, I have to have a cover and Kevin and I are friends. Um, He's actually one of the people who did uh, one of the shorts in my um, volume. And I was like, dude, I was like, you got to hook me up.
2: (laughs) I probably have, uh, digital review copies and like a back folder because I get, I get all the scout stuff to, uh, to review like every month.
1: Yeah. I mean, you probably, you might, uh, you know, like I said, it's a TARP book, um, that they they put, he, so Kevin, um, serializes it on, on Kickstarter and then they publish it through TARP or sorry, through scout. Um, and so it's, and it's one of their, like, you know, uh, good, it's one of their great books, you know, that and white ash, um, you know, the electric black, those are, those are all amazing. And now I'm enjoying the new one by, um, uh, Joseph Schmolke. Um, the, uh, we don't kill spiders.
2: Yeah. Uh, just the covers on those. are. Oh,
1: I know. Like I have, I have a Schmolke cover, uh, for Nightwolf. He did a a variant cover for uh, my issue one.
2: Oh, well, let's see if we can drop any more names as we scroll down. (laughs) Uh, Snowpaw Standard sixty-five. Yeah, see, the, in this
1: uh, tier you get um, all the standard editions. Uh, you get the Mogs gorgeous cover. Um, you also get the Volume One soft cover and the Issue Five uh, standard by Carlos Herrera. Oh, nice.
2: Oh, now we're getting into the metal covers. Yes.
1: So this is the metal cover t- uh, tiers that I was talking about. So not only will you get the, the regular print edition, you will also get the metal cover itself. Um, so you'll get two copies of the book, one to read and one to put in that CGC. <laughs> regular. Shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic because the real painting that Mog did was made from gemstones. Uh, it's, uh, they're ground gemstone paints that reflect, do a little bit of a reflection in the light and change color a little bit. I'm sure Ma could tell you a little bit more about that.
0: Oh man, why are you putting me on the spot?
1: <laughs> I've been talking too long. It's your turn. Tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these.
0: Um, this is an experiment I. I dabbled in, um, and it's harkening a little bit to how the historic painters used to paint. used to make their own paints and one of the most famous paintings that survive to this day and the colors are just screaming blue or screaming yellow and gold and all of that is is, uh, one particular one starts with an l but there were brothers in the medieval era and they depicted a lot of the uh, seasonal paintings as well as um, biblical illustrations and it's amazing and then i found out while I was studying the history, that they actually ground gemstones. And of course, they had, uh, their patrons were very rich. They were uh, aristocrats. And I think some of them, one time it used to be uh, a king as well. So they had plenty of material to grind away, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm really into the exactly I'm really into paints and how they react in color, how they last, and all of that. And I'm just kind of a geek about it. I love the science aspect so while i'm constantly looking for different kinds of paints to experiment with which is another it's an amazing i i would say a pro of working traditionally because you can try you can see things and see how they react kind of like a scientist you know not just like seeing in virtual reality it's, it's in real life and you never know how paints react anyway so i found a particular brand that uh a company that actually ground these gemstones so the gemstones I ended up using paints is not all of them because um, I of course use uh, other colors as well but the ones that you see there that has been used is turquoise garnet jade amethyst gosh there was another one um, Sedona as well yeah and It was kind of interesting how they uh, reacted like certain stones like the amethyst color, because it's more of a crystal base. When you actually put the paint on the paper and when it dries, there is a glitter. And it's because these tiny granules of crystals are just drying on the paper. And one thing I also noticed by accident is when I paint, especially the crystal paints and I dabbed on a napkin that I use on napkins that uh, napkin actually hardened like rock solid <laughs> I thought it was really interesting so I think I think sometimes the paints oh yeah that's Sedona yeah Sedona is by the way that paint is 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 hard oh my god not mined in Sedona in America only one place on earth so I thought that was really cool. The paint is is, ver- is that really the color is that really like rich red brown that you see a lot of Native Americans, uh, clay pot- pottery, as well as mm-hmm. like if you drive through the Grand Canyon, sometimes you see those blazing red stones. Um, that's where it's derived from. But yeah, it was really, really fun experimenting overall. So for men who. Is ashamed to wear these jewelries, but they you know want to own some Hey, here's a painting for you. You can literally uh, a jewel painting, yo.
2: It's the dress I always wanted.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, I know the actual piece is, you know, nothing, you know, compare could be compare it to when you see it in act, you know, in real life. But you can you can tell just how bright and vivid it is from you know one cover to the other. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's just in, like no matter what format you put it in, it's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous cover.
2: Yeah. And, you know, as as I would say, uh, my daughter also has ADHD, so I would describe this as regular book. Oh, look, Squirrel. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the middle cover for uh, Catherine Bobo. And that just looks like it's glowing in the dark now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, you know, when the light passes on the metal and, and at a, you know, when it's bent a little bit, you know, just the, the light shearing off of it, it's, you know,
2: crazy how reflective that is. Yeah. Uh, now, now, my next question is, with the metallic uh, covers, mm-hmm. How would it take a signature?
1: Uh, that I'm not quite sure yet. I probably, I mean, you would have to use definitely the black of the sharpies. Um, you know, if you use like a silver or gold, it's just going to smear off. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you're definitely gonna have to use a black and let that thing dry, like you know, before you get that CGC or put that away. I mean, you got to let
2: that thing sit for a while, I'm sure. Yeah. Or or would it be better off getting like a getting like a a special tip-in plate to do the uh, the six on the metal ones.
0: Mm -hmm. I I do do an inside
2: cover. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do it it old school. You do it on the inside. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And here's Carlos's cover. I just like the flow of this cover. Like from the you know from the the smoke and the fur man
1: mm-hmm. yeah, he he definitely hit the nail on the head when it came to like the um like doing like the the, the air and, and the Scottish highlands you know like how it's often like you know got that that foggy haze and the wind blowing you know
2: I don't see any potatoes though <laughs> it was a famine, oh, that's right <laughs> oh, man, I would have hated that.
1: Well, I th- that was during the time period where the farmers were leaving the highlands because of the potato famine or, and because industry, you know, the, that was during the industrial age, everybody's moving to cities. So a um, little, little fun fact of my research while I was
2: writing this book. <laughs> and that's, that's also why a certain actress in a certain TV show told them uh, plant potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's true. It's true.
2: And then she messed up that whole part of history. <laughs> Chris Williams covers. The Ludwig covers. And the Chris Williams experience.
1: Yeah, so this is, um, so Chris Williams has been working with me on variant covers for quite a while now. Um, he's done pretty much almost every issue of Nightwolf, uh, except for like one or two. And um, so I thought that I had, you know, because he, I had to pay homage to him. Um, he, you know, he did the cover for Snowball. He also did a Virgin variant for the trade paperback, as well as um, a great one um, for uh, issue five of the Night Wolf. Very cool. And then yeah, and I ha- also have a good homage uh, tier for uh, my boy Carlos too. <laughs> but that's a uh, that's after this. <laughs>
2: Print collection, all variant covers. Yes, so you get all
1: six of the variants plus the sketch cover, which this is my first sketch cover. And um, uh, I hear a tale that Mog's commissions are closed, but you might be able to convince her to do a sketch cover.
0: <clears throat> yeah, for for this, I um, my manager opened it up so. It's, yeah, so guys, this is your chance, man. (laughs) Yeah. It is your chance. I really like the sketch cover, so I hope the, I hope the sketch cover comes out well, too, by the way, Rob. because sometimes the cover, um, the paper material um, is um, not that, like, workable, so, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: and uh, you and I can talk. uh with the printer about making sure which cover like print or paper that would be better oh.
0: for you. Oh, awesome. Wow. Well, yes.
2: <laughs> we we got to maximize how much those uh, commissions will be. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Carlos Herrera tier. So um,
1: fun fact about Carlos's uh, hardcover of the trade paperback is it's a uh, die cut. So um, you can, you can have a little fun with it. Ooh.
2: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh,
1: and it's also got a vellum werewolf
2: over top of his
1: human form.
2: Wow. I like I like the throwback cover on his number five, too.
1: Mm, yeah, Oh, yeah, the uh, X-Men homage, uh, Wolverine, and uh, Sabretooth. It's mm. also a fun fact, a glow-in-the-dark. Oh, oh,
2: mm-hmm. I like glow-in-the-dark. Yeah, I so that... I just got a glow-in-the-dark
0: album. Oh, nice! So the artwork glows, or is it the the claw marks?
1: So the letter, or on on that the um. So you see the green and the blue, and then the eyes. That, that's Ooh. what. glows. So um, everything else, you know, in the you would see that in the dark.
0: That's so cool, man! Yeah,
1: it was it was fun playing with it. It was uh, it was a new uh, process that I never got to play with. Um, before so you know i like trying new things <laughs> like the die cut and the vellum and, and then the that and then you know now i'm playing with metal covers and sketch covers
2: <laughs> yeah i really like that die cut yeah it's
1: it's a gorgeous piece i mean it's it's got um there's so much to it like it even has like a um a spot UV on the on the logo, and then some of the stuff on the back as well. It's it's a just amazing, like, and it's solid too. I mean, you could take somebody. And
2: Are you, you playing with your die cut cover? I am too. <laughs> for, 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 you mentioned it. I had to take it out. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so I mean, if you you probably see a little bit of the reflection in the in the spot UV on the. Oh yeah. But it's also got a little bit of it on on the back too. So some areas in here. Very cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing piece and I'm I'm glad that I got to experiment with it. As a graphic designer, it was fun for me to do that because I don't get to do experimental print pieces very often. So when I get to do, get into that and play, it's like, you know, kid in a candy store.
2: <laughs> and for 155, you have the retailer starter kit. Yes.
1: So that's um you can get every single standard edition of um, the single issues for Nightwolf. And Snowpaw, as well as a couple editions of the um, soft cover and the hardcover, for your shop.
2: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Oh, for my shop. Oh, okay. Oh, for uh, anyone uh, shop. Whoever, if anybody wants a starter shop, there you go. There's a good starter kit. <laughs> I, I, I've been known to buy retailer tiers now and then. There you go. Oh, here we go into the swag. Swag. The Wolfpack Omega member tier. That's right. Okay.
1: So with uh, when you get with that, you get the the hoodie, the beanie, you get the one of the t-shirts. Either you get you have your choice. So if you're a lady out there and you prefer the ladies' cut tee, you can get that instead of the the usual uh, unisex, which I usually offer. Um, But my uh, my printer uh, basically it's the same price for me either way. So whatever, whichever one I order. Um, it, with the same numbers, it doesn't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why I was able to figure out that I could do one uh, or both for the, you know, whoever wants to get it at whatever cut size that they want. Um, which is awesome because, you know, I, I, this is the first time I've I've offered ladies cut tees before and get to experiment with that. <laughs> you always got to play with something new. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to keep it interesting. Keep it, you know, you know, make, give the people what they want, right? <laughs> So with that, and, you also get all of the um, the, the uh, covers as well for Snowpaw, and you oh, uh, are uh, you get labeled as an Omega member tier of the Wolfpack.
2: <laughs> so these are these are all the standard covers available.
1: Those are yeah. So that those are all the va- the regular print di- variants.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and the sketch cover that you can contact mod on later. That's right. That's right. And of course, digital edition. That that way you can read it on your tablet, mm-hmm. and after you get these all signed at a uh, at a show coming coming to a a state near you very soon, uh, you can uh, get them all CGC afterwards. That's
1: right. Especially if the CGC is there, it makes it quicker.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the only good thing about a show. Like if you got if you got CGC or CBCS there. Mm-hmm. Then you know it just saves you half the price. My my only beef with uh, CGC is I found that I actually have a minty fresh copy of New Mutants ninety eight. Oh, I didn't even know I was collecting it. I think I started buying them because my friend was buying them and he was telling me how good the series was. <laughs> yeah. So I, I found it in a box like three issues in a row. I don't have three copies. It was like ninety seven to a hundred.
1: Right, right, right.
2: Which was and, the ending of the series. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, wow. Why does why do you get ten percent of whatever current value? Uh,
1: yeah, it, it's that, that's odd. Uh, but I mean, for from a like an indie standpoint, though, it, it's actually a lot um lot better you know, when you, when you do it that way and which, you know, cause obviously it's not graded at a, you know, uh, it's not one of those like minty, you know, eighties books. Yeah. <laughs> but so with the, uh, with the mystery box here, get a little more show and tell. Um, so with the mystery box, you can, uh, that you get a mystery CGC that I will, well, I'm, so basically there's 25 of these boxes. So I will stuff them with 25, different CGCs of the Snowpaw covers, and you will get that and all of the variant covers as well inside this bad boy. And you can, and it's a nice collector's piece in itself. Uh, so you can put it on your shelf, you can keep your comics in, you keep random whatever you want in there. Um, it's also, I, I will bubble wrap everything inside, and I will bubble wrap this actual box and put it in another box so that it doesn't get dented, so that it also remains a nice, pristine Box,
2: and it's a nice display piece to put up on the shelf too. Mm -hmm. Hey, Oliver from Six Five Six. So that's cool. So just it will just have a mystery signed CGC copy of Snowpaw. That's right. It could be.
1: They could be any of the different variants. Um, It could be a metal variant. It could be, um, and they'll be signed and um whatever it's graded as is that whenever they come back in i'll just mix them up put them in the boxes and
2: i will have no idea who goes where and what you know who gets what now (laughs) i know this i know this is a big question that a lot of people that that do the graded thing have when they see a tier like this is it gonna be a 9.8 guaranteed I don't
1: guarantee what it is. Um, okay. Yeah. So the worst of what I, I, I haven't seen anything. Cause what I do is I go through and look, make sure that they're pretty pristine before I send them. So typically um, the best, so I've had 9.8 to be the best I've had. And I've had majority nine I've had a couple 9.6s and a 9.4s, but those were ones that I sent to South America for like um, that Carlos to sign and, you know, you can only do so much shipping to South America and back. Um, So the fact that they were still a 9.6 or a 9.4 that survived a trip to South America and back. look you,
2: you got a, you got a book that went prior to getting graded at CGC down to South America and back. And it's still over a 9.0. You're doing something.
1: That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's it's still, it's like, Hey, you know, it's, (laughs) it's still a good, you know, piece because, you know, getting Carlos to sign something is very rare and hard. Um, Same with um, Oscar, who was a, uh, he worked for me for a while too. He's, uh, so they're both in two different South American countries. So having like stuff sent to them and sent back is it's, you know, because shipping one is very costly, especially when you're sending big heavy boxes of books and um, you know, and just the fact it's just, you know, for them to have to sit down and sign it, and then them send it back, uh, you know, it takes a long time. I mean, I remember like getting to them was a month, and getting back to me was a month. <laughs> and that's before all this Salabalu with all the shipping stuff.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. And another retailer started kit at two forty nine. Are we still looking? Because right now I see myself. Are we still looking at the the campaign? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Let me unbiggin you. There we go.
1: There we go. <laughs> I'm not bigging anymore.
2: Yes. So, this tier, you get. Uh, yes. So, this ten is. Oak, 10 of mobs cover? Yes.
1: So, this is the snowpaw retailer tier um, where you get only, only the snowpaw variants um, and none of the Night In case you know you're a retailer who has Nightwolf issues already, you know you don't need to dabble in getting those. So it's not really much of a loan of comic starter kit as much as it is the
2: just the Snowpaw. <laughs> and and you might want to cash in on more issues of Snowpaw, and you can always reorder Nightwolf from your website, right?
1: Exactly. Oh well, yeah, just re- contact me, and I'll you know I do wholesale deals for for retailers.
2: So, you get 10, 5, 4, 4. So, you get 10 and then 5, and then every, everybody else gets 4.
1: Yeah, that was a suggestion um, uh, from Jen King. Uh, she was like, let's do
2: that. And I'm oh, like, I know, Jen.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, matter of fact, this was a tier that she had suggested that she wanted. And I said, all right, we'll do that for you.
2: <laughs> oh, so this, this is Jen's personal tier.
1: Yeah, well, it's not, well, yes, it was it's personally suggested by Jen, and anybody else can jump on it too
2: yeah so uh you too can be a space cadet <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> I actually get my uh, my bad idea books from Jen. Oh
1: nice nice yeah I, I love miss Jen she's she's awesome like super nice. Oh yeah.
0: she's very cool
2: And the oh, Wolf pack beta. Yes, so the beta
1: is a little bit, it's a step up, um, so you're getting not just all the other stuff that you were getting before, but you're also getting the face mask, and you're also getting um, the night wolf volume sets.
2: Oh, yeah. So you get, you get the wolf mask... Uh, and then you get the two, you get the two oh, trades. You, the, get that, yeah. you get the
1: hardcover right. trade and then you get the issue five um, with the Christmas, uh, the Christmas version.
2: Yeah. And of course, uh, the the biggest thing that matters is the new books and the die hardcover. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I love me some hardcovers. <laughs> the alpha.
1: That's right. The alpha gets all the things. <laughs> So yeah, the alpha gets uh you know all the swag uh, gets the gets the Lego piece, um, as well as all three versions of the trade paperback and all of the variant covers of Night Wolf. Oh, uh, actually, I take the back. All of the variant covers of Night Wolf issue five and Snowball. So this is basically kind of a catch up tier
2: with variants. <laughs> yeah, This you know for 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 those and there's many many people out there that gotta have like every cover
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so the the die cut is the only hard cover of the trade right correct
1: yes so okay. they uh, yeah the virgin variant and the soft cover are both soft cover and then you have the, the hard cover with the die cut okay very good
2: here we go metal collectors
1: yeah, so this is for all six of the metal covers as well as their um, their printed companions. <laughs> their paper companions, if you
2: will. So all the metal covers... So you get... This is... You get basically 12... Two of, two of each, yes. Yeah, 12 comics. You get the ones to grade or just put on your shelf and, you know, put a strobe light on. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh then you get the you get your reading copies. That's right. So and you get to pick which copy you want to read. So Ultimate Lone Wolf Comics Collection 500 yes. 499.
1: So this is all of the printed stuff I have available for Nightwolf issue 1 through 5 the tray paperbacks and the uh, Snowpaw, so you're not only getting the stuff from the alpha tier, but you're also getting the individual one through five and their variants.
2: All the, all the floppies and the variants. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's like over 20, uh, so I think the, for Nightwolf there's 21 total variants between issues one and throughout five, plus the seven um, issues or seven variants of uh, Snowpaw
2: plus the trades. That is an entire short box of nothing but your books. That's correct. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Uh, you will probably need a magazine box just to fit the, uh, oh, the hard, yeah. I mean that, that's, the not, that, that's not cheap shipping. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know. Yeah. Free shipping in the U.S. Uh, just saves you about $150. <laughs> just about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, In Australia, you're screwed. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I know they just reopened up Australia, but uh, I know uh, Rini that just did uh, her first chapter of Fiendish, uh, it cost her like over $70 to ship like one book to Australia.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is crazy what's happening.
2: Sure. Yeah. So right. so so now I automatically be like, oh, the digital tear. Yeah, that's the Australian variant because it's the only one that's affordable there. <laughs> so then we have the retailer custom Carlos Herrera cover.
1: Yeah, so um, what this is is that uh, Carlos will customize any. So the the shop owner wants to put their logo on the cover and has input on what to draw for their cover. It'll be 100 copies just for their shop. Nobody else gets that.
2: So $749. That covers the
1: art. That covers shipping. That covers well. The shipping's free in U.S. But that covers the um, the printing, and then uh, so that will go to them directly from the printer.
2: Wow that that is like so cheap. That is like super cheap.
1: Yeah, because I want, I you know, I want to make sure that it's affordable too for the sh- you know retail shops, and that they, get yeah. and that you know, because the more they sell these, the more it helps us too.
2: <laughs> yeah, because you know they'll they'll get uh, an exclusive for their they'll get like a hundred exclusives for their shop, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they'll definitely make their money back on that. Oh yeah, and okay. you know it's it's an original it's an original it's it's not just. Here, here's a variant we did, but your shop gets that variant and nobody else gets it. It's you're getting a custom cover.
1: With your input, that's right.
2: You know, with, with your with your with your input, uh specifically your cash input, uh <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll get you that custom cover. But still that's that's wow. That is definitely price to sell. Uh, and you can get drawn in as a character. Uh... That's correct. Yeah, so
1: um, especially with, what's nice about this series is that there's a lot of, like, area to add new characters. Um, since in with this, like, if you want to be drawn in or put in, this gentleman here um, actually paid for one through the trade paperback. And um, he and I worked out where he actually makes an appearance both in Nightwolf and in this. Um, I'm not saying how he's involved, but we we'll, we'll,
2: you know, eventually we'll get there. <laughs> when I first scrolled down for a second, I thought it was the guy that played the holog- holographic doctor on Star Trek. <laughs>
1: That's funny.
2: And, uh, I had to look twice because for a second, I thought you actually put the image of the toy on the phone on the snowball hoodie oh. <laughs> and it's just, it's just the placement.
1: Yeah. I just had to fit in there as the best I could when I, cause when it unlocked, I had to sh- shove it in there.
2: <laughs> so for nine ninety nine, you get drawn in. And you, you get, get all the swag. You uh, get all, you get all the, all the high end swag, all the copies here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get like so much. Oh
1: yeah. I mean yeah, it's it's crazy how much stuff's
2: there. <laughs> rare wolf pack dire member tier. Yeah, so this is
1: the one of the kind and this includes the original ground gemstone painting from Maud.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she actually she will send it to you directly
2: with a nice little thank you yes. note.
0: I will sign it, of course. Yes.
2: Wow. So the original MOG cover, the original painting for $24.99 plus everything. Mm -hmm. Usually the the important part is all the books, (laughs) but on this tier, the important part is the painting from MOG.
1: That's right. And MOG actually gets a, a portion of it as well. She gets paid for the painting. Not just uh, the original commission, but you actually, you're actually paying her money to to, give, to sell the painting. <laughs> yeah. So I don't get everything. So, just, so those of you out there who think I'm just being greedy, I'm actually giving her money. I want her to be happy To Wait, yeah, this way. Her happy too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rob is a very good guy. He's fair.
2: So yeah, that's... Wow! So buy the painting off of Mog, and Rob will give you all this stuff.
1: Yes, Mog will give you get you. You buy this. Mog will give you the painting, and I'll give you all the swag.
2: <laughs> all the swag, all the books, all the digital, all the floppies.
0: Does this come with a box too? That would be cool.
2: <laughs> it, actually, all that
1: won't fit in that box. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's yeah, how it, much. That's how much there is in
3: that.
0: It will not fit in that box separately, at least.
2: Yeah, uh, you you might need two or three of those boxes. <laughs> uh, and then of course, Add like on. any like any good campaign, there's an add-on for everything.
1: That's right. So well,
2: not everything, most things. so I do, the majority of things.
1: So I do have so what I do is um I'll put some stuff up there for um, Kickstarter add-ons. But most of the majority of the add-ons will be through Backerkit during the survey. Mm-hmm. Um, one, because, um, you know, it, the add-ons are a new thing through Kickstarter. They're not quite polished yet. Whereas they're a lot easier to manage and maintain through Backer Kit.
2: <laughs> so uh, there'll be 300 additional sketch covers available at $10. Yep. Uh, Night Wolf Volume 1 trade paperback, the die cut cover for 50, mm-hmm. the soft cover for 30, and the Virgin Variant cover for 40. Yep. Uh, volume 1 book plate. Yes.
1: Yeah, so that is actually, so this is another thing that I had sent to Carlos uh, to sign. Uh, and then he sent it back to me, and I signed it as well, uh, which I actually have the box right here with me. So you can see, let me get a, so if you. So this is the, uh, the book plate and you can put that in the book, um, you know, so it's signed by me and Carlos and it's numbered. And there's only 80. Well, there's there's less than 80 now. But when I started this one, there's 80 of them left out of the 200.
2: Oh, very good. and the night wolf mini lego figures $30 each yes
1: and these are custom made to look like the characters through uh, so i don't know if you've ever heard uh, saber scorpion um, he does uh, a lot of mi- uh, mini figure customs um, he also has his own comic series and um, he's a pretty
2: good guy to work with so there'll be 100 available of the snowpaw werewolf mm-hmm. Only 25 of Snowpaw Human and 25 each of uh, Rodney and Nightwolf.
1: Yes. So um, those, yeah, those were from past campaigns that had a couple of leftovers. Um, but those are actually, those numbers are even going fast now um,
2: <coughs> as we speak. <laughs> uh, well, if there's one thing that comic book fans like, it's uh, toys to go with their comics.
1: <laughs> right. And now I just need to find the uh, do, do
2: six inch scale. <laughs> right. I know I've got, a, I've got a few campaigns with uh, uh, toys coming. Nice. Uh, lone Wolf Comics apparel.
1: Yeah. So you can grab um, the, if you didn't want to get one of the higher tiers, you can grab like, you know, if you only wanted like a hoodie or a t-shirt, or, you know, you could grab one of
2: those individually as an add on. T-shirts are 20, the beanies are 30, the wolf mask is 15, and the hoodie is 40. Mm-hmm. And original art, four lunar phases by Mog Pock. New 7x10 multimedia sketches depict four different lunar phases by Mog.
1: Yeah, so we have the crescent moon, um, a half moon, a full moon, and a blood moon. And so the... I can actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to let Mog tag in for this one. This is uh, oh, let
0: her yeah. explain. <laughs> Come on in, Mom. Not again. Okay. So <laughs> this, is, this is a crescent, like lunar phases that we came up with. And um, we thought it was to be a cool idea. And also the cool thing is I tried to inject some kind of storyline. So the beginning of the crescent is her regular life, how she was a farmer's girl and she just killed a deer. And she's going to skin it. It's kind of showing her that even though she's a farm girl, she does have kind of a bit of a wild side, maybe an aggressive side. And then the half moon
1: like the normal grain of uh, her time period.
0: Exactly. Yeah, aggressive. and then the,
1: otherwise
2: known as murdering Bambi.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and she looks pretty happy. Yeah. And then now the half wolf.
1: She's a hunter. What are you? What are you? <laughs>
0: yeah it was really fun researching that, uh, how to skin a deer, I learned something. Now, the second one, which is the half moon stage, it's her being elevated to a different society, It's kind of showing her journey, how she's from, came from nothing and now she's gone high up there in society, but she's has this pose and a uh, look in her face as if she's wondering, mm-hmm is this the right or also she even though her body physically might be in that high status place like a castle or some kind of tower and she's dressed very fine she still is not quite maybe satisfied so she's kind of looking with longing towards the moon kind of like you know a wolf and then the bottom one is the full moon so she's going back to wearing her regular clothing now she's going into the woods towards the moon, which is saying, I'm going this path, which is the path of the not (laughs) traveled. And uh, you'll see she doesn't even know what's going there. And then those two, those uh, characters around her, it's even a fairy. It's all the Scottish mythical creatures. So they're actually not a benevolent creature. They're pretty malevolent. They kind of is considered like the harbinger of death but either way even though there might be warnings or whatnot she's still going to take that path which is going into the wild and then the last one is the blood moon phase which is full-on werewolf just rage so i particularly like the blood moon phase my favorite i think of all of the them is actually the forest one as, as well as the blood moon yeah so in a way, it's, there you go. There's the stages without really spoiling the story.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, you could either get all four of them or you can get them uh, each individually. And um, Mog also gets a cut of this as well.
0: Oh. It doesn't wow. all
1: go to me. Mm-hmm.
2: Was that before or after you found out uh, how violent Mog likes it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know,
1: we, uh, honestly, uh, before she even started working on it, we agreed on if it sold, mm-hmm. what she would get. Yeah. Out. And it's, it's pretty much,
2: it's mostly split.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And this original art has already sold for no, the right. character design. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But we have two original pages. That are
0: oh, yeah. People.
1: I have one right here.
0: this is a key scene where the this is that's the main character's arch enemy first appearance ever and yes and also another major uh characters such as silver and Silvermane and achille Achille, achilleo Achilleo. yes so those are that page is very significant because their first appearances of everything and then the other page is uh, it's a very detailed interior page of her regular norm life, kind of like the first I would say the first five pages.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's one of the first five so it's also important there as well and look at her she's showing her true strength right there, just shouldering a huge stag that she just probably killed and mm-hmm. that's not normal guys. think about that.
1: Yeah, no, this, is, this is showing. But even before she knows that she's a werewolf, that she has some sort of natural strength and 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 kind of a uh, a hunter's
2: uh, instinct. hmm And only three hundred dollars a page.
0: Yeah.
2: Get to see some of the line work before it was colored.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, and that's that's all you know. Uh, she did those all by hand, and and like I said, I have them right here, and I have them in um they're they're in the, the clear uh, plastic protectors, um so that it comes with that as well. So that way, when it's mailed, it'll be most it'll be protected in between um, cardboard, uh, so that it's even more protected.
0: I tell you what, I had a lot of fun doing the interior design for the farmhouse it's really really fun i enjoyed that
2: oh i know know the the detail that you put into it is is crazy amazing yeah (laughs) thank you it's like it literally takes you back in time because i've seen i've gone to like a lot of like you know history spots uh, around new england where they you know they'll they'll put up like an entire settlement you know, for the pilgrims ah. at the seaport. And the, everybody's dressed in costume and playing their period roles. And they've got everything, you know, down to its sea, like inside and outside the houses. And it's just amazing.
0: That sounds amazing. Yeah.
2: And, you know, that was then. And, and this is now, and apparently uh, <laughs> up in Maine, they're voting on whether or not People in Maine have the right to grow and eat their own food. Oh, it's bizarre! Yeah, that's yeah. really, that's that, sh- that should yeah. be. Hmm.
0: Uh, I, uh,
2: that just that's just wrong. Yeah. And hmm. there there's a there's a, a picture of Smiley Rob <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll haunt you later on tonight.
0: Well, would would you call that? The six o'clock shadow? I don't know. I always forget the time.
1: That one, No, that's that's uh, it. that's just trimmed. Okay. <laughs> like I, I keep it, I keep it fairly trimmed, um, you know, so that it doesn't keep
2: getting too long. Yeah. Besides, there's no shave November right now, so.
0: <laughs> oh, awesome, man! That's great.
2: <laughs> that works out best for, uh, you know, people like me that are too lazy to shave.
0: Yeah, also for <laughs> women, they don't have to shave. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know what? It's November. Braid your legs. It's cold out. (laughs) And, of course, right on the page for uh, Lone Wolf Comics for the campaign is uh, the website, the Facebook link, the Twitter link, the Instagram link. Mm -hmm. So you can stalk, I mean, follow them everywhere on social media. (laughs) There's Mog right next to the the cover, uh, which you can buy the original painting for. Hint,
1: hint. Made of gemstones.
0: Yeah, yes. those are love my seventeens.
2: So, and there's there's even the a, a video of mug.
0: Oh, don't play it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Not even See. I, Jesus Christ. I wasn't going I, to, I, I but said. when
2: you said when you said don't play it, <laughs> she ran away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't play it.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go
2: live as soon as this is done just to play that video though. No, uh, and uh, Bruno, Bruno Costa, the colorist.
0: I keep saying Salas for some reason. Dave Lentz, oh, I know Dave, yeah,
2: Dave's a good guy. He um, sort of he's, really, he's, he's worked on just about everybody's books,
1: he has, yeah. He, Dave should do all the things, um, so. Funny story there was like, I usually do all the lettering for Nightwolf and I thought, you know, I'm kind of, was like in the middle of doing fulfillment and stuff for the Nightwolf campaign while trying to get this ready. But I wanted this book to be done and ready to go so we could have like reviews and, and stuff like that. Um, and plus I like having the book hundred percent done before launching a Kickstarter. And So I was asking friends, you know, like who do you suggest? You know, I, you know, this is you know hard for me letting go of the lettering and giving to somebody. And um, several friends had um, referred to Dave and um, you know reached out, and he said, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." And like he was so quick about it too. Like he did so good, and it was so fast. I it blew my mind how quickly he got it done.
2: Oh yeah, Uh, he's been doing a whole. Bunch of lettering for lots and lots of Mindy campaigns mm-hmm. and 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 uh, and publishers too. So it's just oh, yeah. like you know he's he's all over the place.
1: Oh, I know it's amazing. Like like how he even finds the time because I know he has a family and a job.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he's the flash of lettering.
1: It's true, and it's and it's gorgeous too. Like everything he does. Like I mean, I, oh yeah, I rarely had to cor- like correct like the style or anything. If anything, it was just a matter of like the editor later go come and be like oh i missed you know a few things here because of the broke
2: but <laughs> uh, two of the most important things to remember during a campaign is to have a good editor and letterer oh yeah it's true and we have uh, carlos And speaking of editors, that's all right. Katrina Rhodes and Kyle Roberts and Catherine Lobo Chris Williams Ludwig Sally. Mel Gondore, and the crossover exclusive. All right.
1: So if um, so if you have have you ever read the Savage Sasquatch? No. So that's another uh, great indie series. If you enjoy um, just fun, just flat out fun and entertaining uh, book, um, it's about Sasquatch in space, and as you could probably tell from the name. And uh, so a friend of mine, Wes Hartman, who's the creator of um, Savage Sasquanaw, we got together and he's launched, he has a campaign running right now. It actually goes, I think, two days after mine does. And um, if you back both at a digital uh, pledge level, you will get the digital version of this um, as a wallpaper. Um, And if you do both of us at a physical um, you can get the five by seven print exclusively. Very cool. And the art was done by Carlos Herrera as well. Oh, nice.
2: Carlos gets around. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I keep Carlos busy.
2: <laughs> He's like, Is this guy calling me again?
1: <laughs> so, probably, I'm like, Hey, is that done yet? <laughs>
2: That's a nice piece, though.
1: It is. He did it. he did an awesome job, and and Wes was like very like happy with how um, Bigfoot turned out, and he was like he's like wow, that is spot on,
2: amazing. There's there's just so many indie projects that you 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 can't just you can't you know you can't keep up with all of them.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Believe me, I try. <laughs> you know, I'm almost a 400 projects back, but I, I wish I could back more. But you know, I, I gotta gotta be able to print stuff too, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm on a I'm on a limited you know I'm on a limited uh, budget. I'm disabled to everything, so I you know I live month to month, and you know I'm like, well, here's my, here's my comic book money for this month.
1: Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, my wife is like, have you backed another one? <laughs> Kind
2: of like <laughs> Please don't sell my books for what I told you I paid for them. <laughs> and everything, if it's not one of the tiers that it won't fit in, will be delivered in the Gemini Mailer. Mm-hmm. And a big thank you. And here's the the Wolf Pack. Now, good question. What's next? Join the wolf pack today. That's right. But I'm going to ask you, uh, what's coming up for you after this?
1: So uh, Carlos and I are in the middle of um, Nightwolf number six. And he's about, um, I'd say, I, uh, He's he's on uh, he's on rough rough of uh, page twelve, so we're aiming for a spring launch date for that book. Um, once he's done, we'll hand it off to Gat, who's my colorist Gatlin um, Melvin. He uh, he will you know they should both be wrapped up by like er, like I'd say early twenty twenty two, and then um, by then Mob should be started on issue two of Snowpaw. And I'll be rotating between the two series, um, you know, until I can get as many books out as I can (laughs) and just keep going.
2: Just keep everything going. That's right. So this is is doing well, and we're down to 49 hours left. So if you haven't backed this book now, uh, please back it. You're almost out of time. So hurry up and back this book. And uh, also share out the campaign. Yeah, if you, can, if you can't afford it, I
1: mean that's a big thing. I, I you know, I'm always like, hey, if you can share, like, comment, tell your friends about it. If you, you might even be able to borrow it off them.
2: <laughs> now, uh, I have to ask, uh, why do you choose uh, Kickstarter over Indiegogo?
1: So I've actually tried uh, my hand at IndieGoGo. Um I just never found like an audience there um, compared to uh, Kickstarter
2: makes sense I know I know a lot of my audience are uh, are indieGoGo fans they just like a lot of them just like that the money comes out like right away. All right on. Yeah. So it so it's not a, it's not a surprise at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, I d- I have heard a lot about like that was one ma- uh, main comment uh, that I've heard. Um, but again, yeah, I don't know if it's just that um, I just didn't get enough traction. Or I didn't know how to promote as well over there, or you know, whatever whatever the case is. Um, you know, I've definitely found more um, Wolfpack members over at Kickstarter than I found over uh, there.
2: Yeah, I know. I know a lot of creators that that prefer Indiegogo uh, for the fact that it's they uh, they give the creators uh, they don't take out as many fees as Kickstarter does. Uh, And once your project is funded, you can go in demand Mm -hmm. You can keep an open storefront. Yeah. You know, which is which is something, you know, a lot of people like to do once, you know, once it's and you can extend it for like an, an additional 30 days if you want.
1: Right. Yeah. I've, I've done, um, so with the trade paperback, I had done a in-demand through Indiegogo and did pretty well. And I probably will do an in-demand again for trades. Um, the single issues, you know, it's, it's not as, uh, you know, for, for the lack of traffic that I get there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like the, you know, between the time and the effort between the two, you know, trying then running a whole new com- another campaign when I could just be working on another book, you know, yeah.
2: <laughs> I I do I I was told by a creator that I know personally that uh, if you fund on Kickstarter, you can transfer your Kickstarter campaign over to In Demand on Indiegogo.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I did with the trade. Um, but it's still at that sense, you know. Like I said, it's, it makes more sense for a trade, which um, yeah, you know the high, the you know higher mar- profit margin, whereas the single issues is not as much yeah um, versus like you know time time versus you know
2: the roi on it yeah exactly so uh i want to thank you guys for for coming on uh Mag, what are you drawing
0: uh, so for um another project but i would just say this is steampunk i can't say anything cool.
2: <laughs> i'm not allowed to talk about it which is understandable I just wanted to take a peek at it, because I'm just seeing you.
0: Yeah. It's really fun with steampunk, because I get to invent things.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm glad you, uh, you're you saying that, because in the next issue, you know you get to play with steampunk uh, steampunk
0: dwarf. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> one of the things I found, surprisingly, that I don't know why uh, I'm pretty good at steampunk. I don't know why. I'm, I'm not bragging.
1: It's it it goes. It goes towards the historical things, uh, and it's. It kind of goes in that same fantasy historical. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all kind of related in a way.
0: I, I thought yeah. it would be more difficult, not because of the historic, but because it's like engineering and it's like there's some kind of scientific things going on. But yeah, maybe your point doesn't make sense anyway. So.
2: But it's not real <laughs> yeah, engineering yeah, or can... real scientific yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's it just whatever you can create in your mind and and transfer to paper, you know, will work.
0: Ah, uh-huh. the way my <laughs> brain works though is it has to make sense. So somehow when I was designing this, it I know it will work. <laughs> I don't know how, but I know it's gonna work because I'm using parts of like different machines and then putting it together. So-
1: yeah, and I, I think that's pretty much the, the main concept, right, of uh, steampunk. <laughs> Taking known, known uh, industrial parts and putting it together in, in a cool-looking yeah. manner.
2: Yeah, you're, you're basically uh, MacGyvering everything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like MacGyvering everything. Yeah. That's funny. Because that? it's so weird, because every time I start a steampunk project, I'm thinking, how am I going to do this, man? My brain doesn't work this way. I'm so not creative. I mean, that's what I say. My say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, pen, you, make a, pen, you,
2: pen. you make yourself a drink and grab a bucket of popcorn, and you go watch a couple episodes exactly. of MacGyver, and then you go back to the drawing board.
0: Yeah, you, need, you know what I have, I have an upper and a downer, so I got like an alcohol drink, and I got a coffee drink. <laughs> 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 I <I'm> medicate <making> myself, <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, okay. I, let's, I, let's do this machine thing.
2: Well, since I'm Scotch-Irish, I just, I just cut that down the middle, and I just put alcohol in my coffee.
0: <laughs> but then sometimes you got to be careful with alcohol because it can make you drowsy and if you're going to pull out all nighter like me it's not a good thing so it's got to be the right balance <laughs> Robin
2: says yeah i tend to think steampunk is like star wars it's kind of magical sci-fi
0: ah yeah 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 definitely <laughs> but yeah this was fun like uh this is part of a a wagon 1800s wagon and i mixed in with a an espresso machine and a sewing machine and i took a i took an engine of an airplane where the from a jet from the military oh, it was a certain model but took the jet then yeah it was just really fun breaking things apart and then putting it together and creating a monster pretty much yeah well
2: you had me an espresso machine <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was one of the first espresso machine that was created Nice. So yeah, it was really cool.
2: I won't know how to operate it, but I'll I'll figure out how to. I
0: don't, I don't finake, know either either.
2: I, I will be even able, able to MacGyver it enough to get me a cup of coffee. <laughs> it
0: was created by a Spanish guy who was the owner of a factory that manufactured, I think I believe it was fabric, and he knew that like, he hated the fact that his workers were taking so long with the damn espresso. Like they, they always wanted their cup of coffee and they wanted it really good. And he kept timing their uh, breaks. And then to make the espresso and everything was just way too slow. So he got mad and then he created an invention from part of the steam machines and he hog wilded it. He hog patched it up and said, Here, I'm at a machine. Here's your coffee, get your cup, go. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how we started yeah it's just so cool but he he's he just didn't mean to make money off of it he just made it so his workers can hurry up and get back to work so yes yeah very interesting story guys
2: are costing me time get away from the coffee machine exactly
0: (laughs) but they loved it they're like whoa this tastes so good (laughs) and (laughs) it's how it started the expressive machine
2: yeah I I had like a double it when I was like I think I was like 17 I had like a double espresso before I was working on a, a music festival one year, and I was wired for like five hours.
0: Mm. But, I but then, I, then I
2: crashed and passed out in the middle of the parking but...
0: okay. lot. <laughs> I just wanted to say though, a uh, fun fact about espressos: Um, I went to a coffee farm and they gave me a whole tour and they said that actually espresso does not have much caffeine as you think. In fact, it has less caffeine. And coffee because it's mainly steam and foam and all that so they they so many commonly people think oh give me a shot of espresso but actually it's not giving you that caffeine jolt if you want a real caffeine jolt they're saying just get the drip coffee that's where you get the caffeine it makes sense right
1: or
2: the french press you get a lot better yeah yeah i'll take my coffee anyway i can get it
0: exactly <laughs> that's I have, like, right here I got a, a, I got an upper right here. It's this big, it's long, longer than my face and, then, and I'm my downer right here, but I'm almost done with this. So yes.
2: <laughs> it's almost coffee time.
0: Yeah, man. Dun, dun, dun. See, see right Now, you know, she,
2: now so. you know why she was getting upset. She was getting called on in class.
0: <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for having us on your show. Really yes, appreciate it. You. Will.
2: Yeah. Uh, thanks guys for coming on. And, uh, this will be, uh, downloaded and the audio will be uploaded to my podcast platform. And as soon as I get the, uh, the notification that it's, uh, it's cleared all the bells and whistles. Cause it takes time to go from my platform to all the other places like, right. you know, Apple and iTunes and, and Spotify and everything. I usually take the Spotify link and then share them, share out the Spotify link afterwards and i'll tag you on it i i put it up in uh on on twitter facebook instagram and uh i also usually make a make a reel out of it too and throw some throw some music in the background awesome thank you i'll, I'll see if i can find some coffee drinking music for my <laughs> but i want to thank you guys very much uh project looks great uh like most said uh i don't I don't see this having a having a single issue of of hidden hidden 20k in in the next 49 hours as soon as you know 6 a.m everybody's going to be getting those emails from from kickstarter did you forget something yeah yeah you know so i want to thank you guys very much for coming on it's been wonderful meeting both of you thank and you. uh this is an awesome looking project and somebody buy that painting of Moggs
0: mm-hmm. That's right. Otherwise, she, she,
2: needs <laughs> she, needs
0: she needs to get paid. She needs to
2: get paid. As much as she might like to look at it up on her wall, she wants to put it on somebody else's. Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. give it a good mm-hmm. home. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, eh, yes, please. <laughs> take, it, take, it, take it home, man. Take it home. Take a loan and take it home.
2: <laughs> you know, cash in that insurance. I mean, uh, Yeah, get along. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, We will see you uh, tomorrow night. Max DeVille from Atrocity Press will be with us right here on Creators Outlet. Everybody have a great night and, uh, and read some comic books, man. Yeah, man. Thank you.